invite you all to pray with me. Gracious and holy God, as we prepare to come before you in your word, uh, we pray that we would uh, remember our limitations, Lord. That we would be reminded that we do not have it all figured out. Um, and that that weakness is actually a gift because it invites us to lean in and listen closely to you and your teachings, to your guidance and your leadings in our life. Um, so cultivate within us a spirit to do just that as we uh, turn to your word this day. Send your Holy Spirit to move with grace and power um, in and through your word. It's in your name we ask these things. Amen. Our scripture this morning uh, comes first from 2 Corinthians and then um, a couple places in the Gospel of Matthew. Let us listen uh, for God's word for us together this, this day. He said to me, my grace is enough for you because power is made perfect in weakness. So I'll gladly spend my time bragging about my weaknesses so that Christ's power can rest on me. Therefore, I'm all right with weaknesses, insults, disasters, harassments, and stressful situations for the sake of Christ, because when I am weak, then I am strong. I've become a fool. You made me do it. Actually, I should have been commended by you. I'm not inferior to the super apostles in any way, even though I'm a non-entity. The signs of an apostle were performed among you with continuance endurance through signs, wonders, and miracles. And then from the Gospel of Matthew, uh, we hear Jesus's teachings uh, that flip everything on its head once more this week. But many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first. And just so we know that Jesus didn't just say this once, uh, he said it again uh, later, which reminds us, like, it's like Jesus' highlighter, right? Like, pay attention, exclamation point. He says it again a chapter later. So those who are last will be first, and those who are first will be last. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. So it was a couple of weeks ago that our youngest daughter, Bryn, asked me to watch the movie Wonder with her. The movie came out a few years back, and if you haven't seen it, it is definitely worth your time. It's based on the novel by R.J. Palacio, whose central character is a young boy named August Pullman, Augie to his family and friends, who has a facial deformity caused by a congenital genetic condition he was born with. The book and movie chronicles Augie's journey as he starts school for the first time as a fifth grader at a local middle school. Up until this point, Augie has been homeschooled, and so both he and his family are nervous as they prepare to send him to school for the first time. Augie loves science and outer space and dreams of being an astronaut, so he receives an astronaut helmet as a gift one Christmas. However, the helmet quickly got a new use than just make-believe play at home, for Augie would wear it when he had to go out into the world to hide his deformity. 
In the movie, as he walks with his family to the first day of school, Augie has his helmet securely in place, a protective layer as he prepares to enter the fray that is the wilds of middle school for the first time. I think it's safe enough for me to say that you and I don't walk around with an astronaut helmet on our heads. Yet my hunch is that we utilize the same tactic as Augie does as we navigate our own wilds. We just do it a little less obviously. It feels safer to keep the parts of ourselves we feel insecure about hidden. We cover up scars left by pieces of our story we prefer to bury deep within. We try to hide our failures. We live in a culture and a world where we are encouraged to mask our weaknesses, to keep them hidden, to compensate for them so no one notices them, to instead put on a show of strength, to an exude an I've got this, I've got it all together vibe while plastering a fake smile on our face. Here's the thing, none of us have it all together and none of us ever will. So when we fake it, when we hide the broken, insecure, unsure parts of ourselves, much like the shield on Augie's astronaut helmet, we cut off connection. We block real relationship. Instead of letting ourselves be seen for who we truly are, we put on this front that we know deep down isn't us. So when the people around us try to connect with us and love us, we know it isn't the real us they are reaching out to and responding to. And we struggle to believe in or trust that love. At the same time, when we are rocking that I've got it all together vibe, when we hide those broken, insecure, unsure parts of ourselves, it sends the people around us into hiding too. It keeps them from being honest and vulnerable about their own weaknesses with us and likely makes them feel pretty lousy about their own reality at the same time as they measure themselves up to what amounts to our highlight reel. This all impacts not only our relationships with those around us, but also our relationship with God. We will struggle to trust God's love for us until we are truly honest before our Lord. Even though we cannot hide from God, we can pretend like we can. And it is only when we step with our full selves into God's light that we realize how sufficient God's grace truly is. It's only when we let our full selves be seen by God that we can fully trust God's love for us. It's only when we accept, even are willing to boast, as Paul says, of our weaknesses, that we will watch the power of grace at work in us as those weaknesses are transformed by grace into power and strength. Y'all, I deeply believe that love is the most powerful force at work in our world, that it always has been, and that it always will be, which is why our truest strength is actually born out of our weakness. When we are willing to be vulnerable, 
to come out of hiding, to be honest about our whole selves, admit our weaknesses, voice our insecurities, let our failures be on full display. We foster connection. We invite and nurture real relationships. We provide a conduit for love to flow in all its power. Before he walked into school that first day, Agu's dad leans down and flips his astronaut shield up so he can look his son in the eye, so his son can feel his gaze on his face and know the love that he has for him, that that love is for the whole of him, for him as he truly is. His dad then takes the helmet from him so that he can walk into school just as he is, without his shield to hide behind. As Augie's journey unfolds from there, as you might imagine, it is not a smooth or easy road. The path of vulnerability rarely is. There's a bully that makes life hard for Augie. The bully is a kid that is spending a ton of energy and social capital trying to pull off that I've got it all together vibe. And part of his strategy is to make himself feel big by making Augie feel small. Well, at first, this strategy works. In time, it fails. As Augie's vulnerability, his willingness to be himself, to let the parts of himself the world would view as weak or broken or disfigured be seen, it draws people to him, fosters true connections and real relationships. Grace flows in Augie's life and the lives of so many around him, and love is known and made real, as is its power to change things for the better. The following is a scene from Augie's fifth grade graduation at the end of the movie. I promise this is a movie that's richness is in the journey, not just the ending, so I am not ruining it for you by playing this. If you haven't seen it, you still should watch it. It's worth your time. Let's listen in uh, to this last scene. Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, graduates, Final award this morning is the Henry Ward Beecher Medal to honor students who have been notable or exemplary. Usually, it's a good works, a service award. But I came upon a passage that he wrote which made me realize that good works come in many forms. Greatness he wrote, lies not in being strong, but in the right using of strength. He or she is the greatest whose strength carries up the most hearts by the attraction of his own. Without further ado, this year, I am very proud to award the Henry Ward Beecher Medal to the student whose quiet strength 
has carried up the most hearts. So, will August Pullman please come up here to receive this award? Walking up towards that stage, I felt like I was floating. My grace is sufficient for you, Christ tells us, for God's power is made perfect in weakness. It is said that Henry Ward Beecher was, in his prime, the most famous preacher in America, whose key focus to his preaching was the love of Christ. I could not find the original source of his quote, but it's easy to recognize the inspiration for Beecher's wisdom as we prepare to gather around the table where Jesus first gathered with his closest friends and has been gathering countless hearts for generations since. And letting his weakness, his vulnerability be on full display on the cross, Jesus revealed the sufficiency of God's grace and the power of the love it ushers into our lives and worlds. Greatness lies not in being strong. Greatness lies in the right using of strength. He is the greatest, whose strength carries up the most hearts by the attraction of his own. Amen. Amen.